March 4th, 1865, the third and final flag of the Confederate States of America is adopted by the Confederate Congress, which seems like a good use of time when your country is two months away from not existing. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us once again, the inimitable, sultry voice of... Russell Car- <laughs> Russell Carlson. Look, I I call him like I hear him, baby. Oh, thanks. It's kind of you to say. It's a true delight to be here. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I I always uh, did brag about my radio voice because I've only got a face that only radio can love, and that's why I've got a YouTube show. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, YouTube really really fucked a lot of us who it did have good voices. Right, and yeah. Thank, thank God I don't twitch, you know, right? Because I'm that bad at video games and no one would watch anyway. <laughs> I mean, also, I, I did not mean to include myself, listeners, in the list of people who have good voices. Oh, nuts to that. <laughs> that's that's right. Nuts all over. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are, uh, what but, uh, yeah, we should have said Russell... Carlson. That's right. Yarmy mateys. We are in the middle of our series Mm -hmm. on pirates. Yar. Uh, I I love me scurvy wife. You know, (laughs) Captain Hook and the like, you know, swashbuckling life on the high seas, romantic in real life. It was maybe a little bit more. Hey, fucking forget her. Pirates. and rape and the like, but uh, hmm. you know we have a conception of them in our mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. It it survived this popular culture, and and I do want to say while while doing this, I will be culturally appropriating pirates. Yeah, oh, um, think, I, I will I mean, be saying me hearties oh, sure. yo ho. That's fine. They 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 appropriate all the time. It's turnabout is fair play. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, a lot of the popular conception of of um, pirates is our idea of johnny depp 20 years ago and the reality is not johnny depp today (laughs) (laughs) yep that's that's pretty much spot on (laughs) pirates are pirates are basically just like samurai or medieval knights where the popular image of them is very romanticized and the reality is right horror show you know cowboys a lot of the time yeah yeah always true well and even so that like most of their myth building comes from themselves so right there you're kind of suspect you know like they they brag about their own exploits yeah uh, it's it's true it's very that's why they've got such great songs you know like that's why their songs are bangers yep 40 men on a dead man's chest yeah (laughs) that's right that song rules weirdly come on there's some pretty chill stuff about vikings in real life yeah Yeah, honestly yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, if you don't know that much about Vikings, uh, it's kind of tight, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? Even their mythology, Norse mythology, that I, I, I'm currently listening to the, the Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. um, audible version of it, and he reads it, and it's awesome. It's really good. It's just like, wow. <laughs> it kind of fucking sucks, though, that if you are into Norse mythology, you have to be like, I'm also not a white supremacist. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's been totally. And it uh, anyway. Yeah. One of the things I appreciate about Norse uh, mythology is I think it's the only one I can think of where, like, there's uh, a Judgment Day aspect, and in the Judgment Day, they're like the gods also fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody gets out of this shit. Yeah, it's just a black void. I don't spoiler alert though. I haven't finished it yet. Um, <laughs> so like, um, <laughs> um, but that's why you know you sort of like pirates are one of those they're they're not quite like vikings because like their their notion of empire was very small <laughs> uh you mm-hmm. know like they, they it was about that ship or the next ship and you know like that's i learned a lot about like coming to the research for this that like i, I always wondered how does one become a pirate well i found out <laughs> well i found one out in, one interesting way to do yeah. it when you are are, are taken from doing a much less ethical job. Um, that's true. Yes, uh, it's true. Uh, but last time, uh, we've had some scheduling things. What was our last actual topic we covered? Uh, Grace O'Malley. Yeah, and we settled on uh, Grace's fate. 
yes, the uh, the true story of Grace O'Malley won out, uh, which I think is great. Uh, it means her her idiot son is still an idiot, um, and she both bedeviled and befriended uh, aspects of English culture in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Jen Colick for that. But uh, this time we are talking about, uh-oh, whenever I don't do the actual or alternate, I forget the topic of the episode because I don't have to mm. learn about it. That's okay, Zach. I'm here for you, buddy. I got you because we are going to be talking about Bart Bartholomew Roberts. Mm, Bartholomew. Black Bart Roberts. Black Bart, Bartholomew. Black Bart. Bartholomew you, is you know. his name when he is in his persona. That's right. Yeah, right. Well, when he's eating his terrible cuisine, I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I did yeah. not see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's anyway. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, because I thought it was wise for me to punt uh, I here. Do do I just start? I don't know. Do, yeah, do you want, whenever I, you're ready. I, I'm going to be like, I'll, I'll be like Johnny Depp and I'll be a problem. No, do set. not. You do know, not. I'm more be- than happy to do that. Um, <laughs> Russell is visibly drunk and has struck one crew member so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, our only crew members are my two cats and Brian's daughter. Fortunately, it was one of the cats, but I'm still not right. super happy right. about it. Yeah, well, is... you know, cats get into liquid. They like liquids. Um, at least my cat does. She's a psycho. Um, yeah, I oh, think your so, cat okay. may be an aberration in that. So, um, yeah, that she's anyway. Um, anyway, so, uh, okay. So here we go. Bart Roberts, uh, born John Roberts. Actually, it's unclear why he changed the name. Nobody really knows, but pirates always took aliases because he's like, I don't want people to confuse me with the Supreme court chief justice. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, he's a, he's a Welshman, uh, born in a particular town called Prexburnshire or whatever. Uh, he took to the sea, uh, when he was 13, because that's what you did when you lived in that kind of town. Um, <laughs> it was like a fishing village and stuff. So he, he took yeah, to yeah. it and he was recruited was by the... That was version of a bar mitzvah back in the day. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Boat mitzvah. So he yeah. was... Right. Yeah. And he was 13, you know, so you're already like expected to, you know, start bringing home the bacon, right? Yeah. Um, I'm so, so glad I grew up at a time when that was like, I could just go to Pokemon League and like not have to right, sail the yeah. high seas. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you anyway, got participation uh, trophies, you fucking loser. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, um, it's true. <laughs> I mean, that, I that rarely we... participated in anything, so I don't think I really did. Back then, the I, kids they... who didn't succeed fucking drowned. <laughs> That's right. That's true. That's true. Or starved to death, or were just marooned anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's about 1696, right? He's born in 1682. Uh, he starts the first rec- last records of him joining up uh, as a mate uh, with the you know navy uh, is around 1696, and then not much is known about him until the early 1710s. Uh, most of the information from Roberts comes from a book. Uh, that was written in 1724 called A General History of Pirates. Pirates spelled with a Y. Um, uh, the original it, the original title credits uh, a Captain Charles Johnson as the author. It's It's been kind of suspected or looked into that it was actually Daniel Defoe, the guy who wrote uh, Robinson Crusoe, and this is just a pseudonym for him, but there's no actual proof of that, though it is disputed. Um but uh, he devotes more space to that book, A General History of Pirates, to Roberts than any other pirate in the book. Mm. Uh, this is how he describes him. He's a tall, black, tall, dark-complexioned man, uh, about 40 years of age. So he must have put actual eyes on him. So this is much, much later. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, in 1719, Roberts was a second mate on a slave ship, which was common at the time. Uh, Princess was the name of the ship under Captain oh. Abraham Plum. Yeah. Fucking uh what a cute name for a horrible horrible right, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the Captain Plum. You know, yeah. it's few so people sweet. know that uh, Hello Kitty started as a slave enterprise. I doubt the, those socks are made by union labor, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, in early June of uh, 1719, uh, the princess was anchored um, 
<laughs> basically what's known as the Gold Coast of West Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, what's known as Ghana, basically, today. Uh, she was captured by pirates. Uh, the pirates were two vessels, the Royal Rover and the Royal James, who were led by Captain Howell Davis, or Davies. Um, I suspect this is where Davy Jones's locker sort of maybe comes from, because he didn't last very long. He, he's, a, he's, even, um, he's even about like eight years younger than Roberts. Um, oh, wow. And yet he gets, he takes over these ships, basically. He just takes over. And this is how you become... A pirate is Davies's philosophy is uh, join me or I kill you, uh, and you know easy enough. So um, it's very much a Joker in the Dark Knight kind of recruitment style. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Um, but uh, Davies liked Roberts because they're both from the same uh, village. They're both Welsh, and Welsh there's a different kind of language in Welsh, so they could kind of speak to each other in a different language and. Mm-hmm. Davies liked that he could have a confidant that he didn't have to share with his crew because you can't trust pirates. Um, you know, um, so this is how, um, you know, Roberts was not really sure if he really wanted to be a pirate, but he took to it like a duck to water. Uh, he really found the lifestyle preferable. This is a quote from him, according to uh, Captain Johnson. Uh, In honest service, there is thin commons, low wages, and hard labor. In this, there is plenty, satiety, pleasure and ease, liberty and power. And who would not balance the creditor on this side when all that hazard that is to run for it or at worst only a sour look or two at choking? No, a merry life and a short one shall be my motto. Yep. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I can Because I want to be clear. When he was working for the Navy, he was making about four pounds a month. Uh, and no hopes of promotion or elevating in the crew. This is where he sucked doing, and he should be grateful doing it. Uh, you know, capturing slaves. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, a few weeks after Robert's capture, uh, the Royal James had to be a- abandoned because of worm damage. Because, you know, like you do. Um, <laughs> worm damage. Worm damage. Worm damage. Some hella worms in the motions. Um, are we talking like Dune Worm, or are we talking? Like uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I can't even imagine. Fucking Mod Dib. Um, probably up the and- yeah wood rots. You know, if this is still like big wooden ships, you know. So anyway, uh, Royal Rover headed for the island of Principe. Uh, Davis hoisted the flags of a British man of war, and was allowed to enter the harbor. Uh, after a few days, Davis uh, invited the governor to lunch on board his ship with the intention to hold him for ransom. Um, Davies sent boats to collect the governor and he was invited to call to a fort to a glass of wine. Uh, unfortunately, the, the Portuguese, this is the governor of at the time, Principe, uh, had discovered that they were pirates and they ambushed Davis on the way to the fort and they killed him. Uh, they shot him dead. Uh, a new captain had to be elected. <laughs> this is kind of Davies had apparently uh, organized his crew like they were members of parliament. There was lords and commons. Uh, <laughs> Which is, I uh, guess the lords are the people who have only lost like half their teeth at this point. Right. Davies is kind of a weird guy because he died so young and like he, he was kind of like a different, he treated his prisoners kind of well um, and, you know, kind of elevated people and mainly mm-hmm. try to just party all the time. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> they had to have an election. They elected a captain, um, mm-hmm. you know, within six weeks. This, I mean, this is uh, Roberts was very good at being a pirate, not necessarily at doing the swashbuckling stuff, though he was no uh, coward. Uh, he was mainly good at navigation mm-hmm. and like, like really good. And most pirates aren't good at stuff. Um, they're sort of like take they're they're good at, yeah. you know, running the boat, but not necessarily have had a captain. I like so boat shit. Robert Roberts was already kind of in Davies's inner circle at the time of Davies's death. So he is kind of popular. And he is elected to captain. Um, and it's unusual because, again, when Davies asked him, do you want to become a pirate? He kind of said, nah, I don't know. Uh, but then he decided, you know what? Uh, I get to keep jewelry and I could drink all day. Well, he apparently it's rumored that he didn't drink, but that's very much disputed. There's, you know, he drank beer, obviously. But come on. Is, you yeah. Know, like, I, I you, can, I, you can't I don't even believe drink it. the water, really. <laughs> I don't believe it. The, the part of the reason where this comes from comes from later on. And I'll bring that mm-hmm. up. Um, so, uh, 
anyway, historians. It is a problem believe- among pirates. I, one of the downsides of being a pirate is you do have to to drink rum, which is terrible. No one likes <laughs> rum, right? He he reportedly liked like exotic tea, is what they said. He was rumored to be a territory, but again, there's not a lot of evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be you know revisionist stuff. Anyway, um, so um. And he was also pretty, like, opinionated and outspoken. He was kind of a loudmouth, um, partially because he kind of was comfortable around Davies, and Davies, they had a rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, so he accepted the honor and said, you know, he dipped his hands in muddy water and must be a pirate. Uh, it was better being a commander than a common man, um, which is not wrong. You know, yeah. if you've got to be in this situation, much better to be on top. You know, yep. much, yeah. much better. I'm very uh, Paradise Lost sentiment there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Robert's first act of captain was to lead the crew back to Principe to avenge the cap- the death of Captain Davies. Uh, Roberts and crew landed on the island in the darkness of night and killed the large portion of the male population and stole all the islands of value that they can carry away. Um, soon after, they captured another boat, and kind of joined it, and then they captured another British ship called the Experiment, and kind of sank it. Um, and then they <laughs> that ex- well, that's how the Experiment turned out. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, right. Could it float? <laughs> we'll see. Um, so anyway, they 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 kind of washed out that um, coast in Af- in Portugal and decided where they're going to go. And Roberts put it to a vote: uh, Should we go to the East Indies or do we go to Brazil? Uh, The vote froze for Brazil, but this proved to be a mistake. Uh, They spent about nine weeks off the Brazilian coast and saw no ships. Uh, Mm. There was nobody out there to capture. That's all. There was nothing there. They were about to leave for the West Indies when they encountered a fleet of 42 Portuguese ships in the Todos of Santos Bay. Look, having, Uh, having worked in retail and especially in like tipped positions... I've had days like that where it's just like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And then as soon as I'm about to clock out, I'm just absolutely. getting slammed oh. with a tour bus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, oh, absolutely. You could go take, you could leave early. I've got it handled here. It's yeah. been dead all day. I've been cut. dead all day. Yeah. I've got it. No worry, buddy. I got you. What the? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, they're just sitting at the bar just like, mm, I'm clocked out. I don't know. Um. Anyway, this was a large section of the Portuguese Navy that was waiting of two much larger boats uh, Mm -hmm. with about 70 guns, and they're on their way to uh, Lisbon. Uh, Roberts decided to take one of the vessels and ordered the master to point out the richest ship in the fleet. He pointed out to the Sangrada Familia, ship of about 40 guns and a crew of about 170, uh, which Roberts and his men boarded and captured. Uh, It contained nearly 40 thousand gold mordrores which is just gold coins and jewelry designed for the king of portugal and roberts took it all (laughs) including a cross set with diamonds that he wore till his dying day uh sorry i also i I did just picture like a charm necklace that did just say portugal like in (laughs) in cursive on it Right, but it's like, you know, there's an apostrophe there somewhere, you know. Um, anyway. Like a nice uh, skull ring. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, P- Roberts at this point is starting to dress your archetypical pirate. You know, like Captain fucking Hook. He's wearing the hat, mm-hmm. the pleather, and the red bustier, and the fancy stuff and jewelry. Uh, he's starting to look the part. Um Rover then heads to Devil's Island, which is off of Guyana, uh, to spend the booty. Uh, a few weeks later, they head, uh, they capture another sloop, and then they capture another, which is about 40 men, and then they start renaming the boats. The main boat that he gets is called Rover. That's his prize ship. That's what he's running. Um, anyway, they saw another ship. They're kind of parked out of Guyana. Uh, he had a mate by the name of Walter Kennedy and he left him in command of his prize ship, Rover. Uh, so he he goes off with his other crew to try to steal another boat and then when he comes back, Kennedy had left with Rover and all the loot. Mm. Uh, Roberts and his crew 
remained the sloop. They did capture the boat they were looking for, which was a big boat, about 40 men, you know, and about 20 guns. Not bad. Um, and they renamed the sloop Fortune. And Roberts then cites new articles and basically sets down the law for his fleet, known as the Pirate Code, which they were swore on a Bible to uphold. I'm going to briefly go through. There's only about 11 points of the Pirate Code, and here goes. Every man uh, has a vote uh, and has an equal, you know, title to the provisions. Uh, every man is to be called fairly interred by list. So promotion is literally your next up. Basically, everybody cycles through. Uh, where they have occasions to shift clothes and, you know, any sort of money and stuff. Anybody who cheats anybody gets killed or marooned. Uh, nobody's allowed to cheat or dice or money. Uh, this is a funny one. The lights out at 8.30. <laughs> lights and candle. If the crew after that must drink or inclined to sing and drink, they must do it outside. Look, I mean, um, you can't, like, rob and pillage if you're sleep-deprived. Like, Right, yeah, exactly, right. I think and, I, think well, I get know. the I get the meaning, though. I mean, it sounds like what they literally mean is no lights on in the boat after 8.30. Right. I assume that so people can't see them on the seas. Precisely, yeah, that's the idea. And that's why also, which I can't believe nobody thought of this, is to keep your pistols clean and your cutlasses sharp and fit for service. You know, I can't believe we got to put that part of a code. But anyway, uh, he also said no boy or I mean, I, woman. That's what will... he said when he was promulgating it. So I can't right, believe exactly. I have to say this, right. guys. Right. Yeah. Come on now. Like, sharpen your swords. We're, we're pirates, for God's sakes. Um, so no boy, no children or women are be allowed. You know, if, they, if you do seduce any women and carry her on boat, we're going to kill her. And you are going to kill you. you. You can go sleep with women on shore, but don't bring it on the boat. Um, uh, anyway, uh, if you desert at all in the ship or your job, you will be killed or they'll leave you, they'll maroon you. Uh, no fighting on board. If you've got a fight, we do it on shore with sword or pistol. Uh, no man is to talk about ending pirating. You're supposed to, once you're in it, you're in it. Um, if they do start questioning doing pirate, they cut off your hand. Um, or they'll cripple you or something. Um, so here's where this, uh, utopia falls apart. Uh, the captain and the quartermaster received two shares of a prize. The master, Botswain and Gunner, one share and a half and other officers, one and one quarter and whatever's left is for you. And finally, 11th, the 11th commandment of Robert's pirate code, the musicians must have rest on the Sabbath day, but the other six days and night, none without special favor. So you're on, you get one day off. This is why people think, or kind of promulgated this rumor that he was kind of religious. Um, and maybe he was a teetotaler. Eh, maybe the I musicians just weren't that good, but he didn't want to like hurt their feelings. Right. Well, like, if you, if had, didn't have you do have to take the Lord's day off. <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, if you didn't have musicians, then you've got, like, crew members, like, trying to sing, and they're <laughs> terrible at it, and then they're going to kill each other because they're so terrible at it. Um, and then no crew. Um, anyway, so during this time, he is plaguing Barbados, and that whole kind of off the other side of the sea. Um, you know, he uh, makes friends with a French pirate um, named Marquis something or other, Uh he then kind of, they kind of join forces. So he's got a pretty massive fleet by the time he hands to uh, Dominica to do repairs and rest up. Unfortunately, the inhabitants of Barbados also had ships of their own and were trying to fight back because it's still like colonial power and shit. Um, so let me see here. Uh, Martinique were searching out for the pirates because they're trying to end this menace. They didn't sh uh, sink one of his ships and Robert swears vengeance on the inhabitants of Barbados and Marquinique. He even made a new flag, uh, drawing Dude loves himself making flags. I will say he that. did. He did. I, I, it, he did. And part of the reason why he's cut, kind of, he's one of the first people to kind of incorporate the skull and sword sort of look, but that's one version of many, many others. And they usually were about either petty grievances <laughs> yes. or kind of this sort of existential ennui where like, I've only got a little bit amount of time before I die. And that's why I've got a flaming sword. Yeah. Um, mm. Many, many versions. It's, it's practically yeah. a, anyway, 
It's one of them was just a still from the 400 blows. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are definitely uh, album covers of ska bands. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, anyway. Just worked a screen cap from Boondock Saints 2 in Photoshop a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he he literally labels the flag ABH our Barbadians head and AMH a Martinix head because they really he really hated those people for like really kind of taking him to him and fighting back so much. Um, he uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Um, so he then heads to Newfoundland, like Nova Scotia, near all that area. Um, and he sees dozens of ships just sitting there, fishing ships and stuff. And he decides to capture all of them. Um, he attacked a, a harbor with his flags flying and then discovered like 22 merchant ships and 150 fishing ships. All of these vessels were abandoned by their panic-stricken captains and crews. And the pirates uh, were masters of this whole bay, basically. They owned the whole town without any resistance at all. Um... Once he had captured all of them, he was so pissed off that they ran away. He was so angered by their cowardice. He had them come back every time he fired a gun into the air. And every captain who did not return, uh, he would burn their ship to the ground. Um, <laughs> anyway, when the pirates left in June, they burned all the vessels anyway. Uh, during July, <laughs> Robert captured about... Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is where he gets his reputation for being called Black Bart um, because he was pretty ruthless. Like, he he made you a deal, but it's like, you know, the mafia, an offer you can't refuse and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, you know, happened to him. So, you know, you learn. You learn. You, you know. um, when the pirates left in June, uh, they're then captured about nine or ten French ships. <laughs> like, this guy just captured boats and kept them um, or sold them or destroyed them. Um, like all told throughout his career, around 470 ships he captured, um, which is a lot. Uh, that's, that's a lot of ships captured. He was a menace to not just the British Navy, but pretty much all navies, but mainly the, the, the African, uh, trading company. They had a lot of, uh, gripes with him. Um, the good news is it did kind of slow down the slave trade while that happened. So, eh, yeah, maybe. Um, you know, good with the bad. I don't know. Um, so he keeps capturing boats and naming them fortune. That's his favorite, uh, title of boat. Uh, but then he finds a better boat and decides to give me a sip. So then he names it good fortune, <laughs> uh, with the more, uh, right. That, so it, that's, and this is a much more powerful ship. This thing's a, a beast. Uh, and it captured a lot more vessels heading back. I'm just imagining him like having a bunch of kids and naming them all William. And then he has one he really likes. And it's like, good William. (laughs) 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 It gets better. Uh, because, uh, he then heads down South to, uh, the West Indies. He's joined by his French buddy. Um, whose only claim to fame is being buddies with, uh, Bart Roberts. Uh, A lot of people are like that. Um, (laughs) In September of 1720, Good Fortune was careened uh, and repaired at the island of Caracal uh, before being renamed Royal Fortune. Uh, This is the first of several ships to be given this name by Roberts in late September. Uh, Royal Fortune and Fortune, he still keeps the fortune. It's still around. Uh, In the island of St. Christopher's, uh, with black flags flying and their drummers and trumpeters played every day except for Sundays. <laughs> the next landfall was at the island of St. Bartholomew, which I think is, you know, that's it. He's just saying, this is my island. because I'm the saint now. Um, and the French governor pretty much Truly just allowed an early, them. An early Captain Phillips. Yep. It's, a, it's a running thing with pirates. <laughs> he arrived at the <laughs> island and said, look at me. <laughs> I'm the saint now. You get, you get it. <laughs> I liked the original joke and then I liked how how much steam you lost in the telling of it. 
<laughs> it's true. Well, the funny part is, is that the French governor pretty much just said, yeah, hang out. It was cool. You know, like the pirates remained for like several weeks just to carouse in St. Bartholomew because the French governor was just like, uh, sure. It's all yours. Please. Um, anyway, please don't uh, kill me. Right. So anyway, that gets boring. So by October 25th, they're at sea again uh, to St. Lucia, uh, where they captured another 15 French and English ships in three days. Um, one of the ships they captured was a ship called the Greyhound, whose uh, chief mate, James Skyrimi. Uh, he joins the pirates and later becomes like kind of Robert's first mate, kind of his consort. Uh, and he takes um, Davies' old boat. Uh, during this time, Roberts uh, reportedly caught Florimund Horalt de Monganli, the governor of Martinique, who is uh, who he is. Again, he's got a flag on. So anytime yeah. from Martinique, he's there to take their head. Uh, and he was sailing aboard. <laughs> a like, don't 50- make me tap the sign. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So this governor is sailing aboard about a 52 gun, fr- gun French warship. Uh, governor was caught by Roberts, swarmed by his fleet and hanged on the yardum of his own ship which the pirates then converted to the new royal fortune. <laughs> However, this 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 tale is hardly disputed because this is lightly an embellishment by Captain Charles in the general history of pirates. Um, well, but- also, like, it reminds me of, if you've ever lived in, like, a city where there is, like, a local chain, like in Denver, it's Chubby's, and so mm-hmm. you'll have, like, Chubby's and then original Chubby's and, like, famous original Chubby's. Uh, so the fortune, yeah, good I mean, fortune. Yeah, there's royal fortune. Are are there like three restaurants competing to which one Frank Sinatra's ca- talking about in Manhattan? I don't know. <laughs> they, yeah, they they're always gonna compete for this. But anyway, Roberts makes a call. This is the new royal fortune. It's my boat. Um, this is royal fortune number three. Um, uh, by the spring of 1721, uh, Roberts' depredations had brought. All of the seaborne trade in the standstill to in the West Indies. Nobody was moving any goods because Roberts pretty much controlled the West Indies. Um, so because nobody was there, they move on. And then they set sail for West Africa. Um, on April 18th, uh, the commander of Good Fortunes left Roberts in the night and continued to raid the shipping places of Caribbean where they meet other pirates and then they all head back to Africa. So he's just also recruiting pirates the whole time. He's kind of taken the Davies philosophy of like, if you're good enough, you can join. If you can handle a life at sea, which if you're on a boat, you must not be that bad. Um, (laughs) That's usually the first step. Right. I mean, I know I just captured your boat. You can't be that good either, you know, but you know, we'll teach you. We'll overwhelm them by numbers. You're trainable Um, is the thing. Right, yeah. So he promotes uh, James Skyrimi and Thomas Sutton and captures a bunch of ships in late April 1721 around Cape Verde in West Africa. Uh, the new royal fortune made landfall in Guinea in the early June um, and near the mouth of the Senegal River. Two French t- ships, one had 10 guns, and the other had 16, gave chase. And then he just captured them. See, every time somebody's trying to cap like go after Roberts, he just takes your boat. You know, then he said, well, how are you going to get me now? Because I got your boat. Um, so then he heads to, that's where they uh, got, Sierra- that's where they got the idea for that bit and die hard. Actually. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, now I have a machine gun. Yeah. Um, uh, arriving, he arrived to Sierra Leone around the 12th of June, uh, where he's told by retired pirate, old crackers, John Leadstone. Uh, <laughs> You gotta love, what a yeah, great right? pirate name. Right? That guy is actually kind of a badass because, like, he started, like, working for, like, an iron people, like, but he was, like, trying to fight pirates. And then he just switched sides and said, like, well, screw that. I'd rather be on this side. Um, and, like, wreaked havoc on the West African trading company in uh, British Empire. I love is, it because, you know, like, hearing someone say, like, oh, no, it's old crackers, it makes it sound like like the neighborhood stray cat is like mm, raiding, uh-huh, <laughs> raiding right. your chips. <laughs> Old crackers again. Um, <laughs> so anyway, there are two Royal Navy ships, the HMS Swallow and the HMS Weymouth. They had left at April and they're planning to come back to Sierra Leone before Christmas. 
And on the 8th of August, he captured two large ships at Point Sestos uh, in Liberia. One of those ships was the frigate Onslow, uh, transporting soldiers bound for the Cape Coast Castle. Uh, the number of a number of soldiers wanted to join the pirates, uh, and they all said, "Sure." Um, however, they still only received like a quarter of the pirates' pay because the, most of them were not really sailors; they were soldiers. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, better than being killed or marooned, I guess. Um, and then Onslow is then converted to then now the fourth royal fortune. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> Mounted about it really should have done like Royal Four Gen, right? Or it's a big black and white ship uh, with over forty guns and about two hundred and fifty people. This thing is huge. Um, he keeps capturing boats off that harbor with the black flags flying, and then eleven ships anchor there immediately, struck their colors, and they were stored to their owners after a ransom had been paid. About eight pounds of gold per thing so like he that was another one of the scam he would capture your boat i'll give it back to you you just have to let me wet my beak a little bit it's a nice boat sure hate to see something happen to it yeah um <laughs> so anyway when one of the masters of the ships refused these terms uh roberts had his clue climb aboard the ship and set her on fire uh the captured vessels were slave ships and they had all been set on fire with the slave. Well, one of them had been slept with the slave. Oh, about God. 80 slaves on board. They perished either result of fire or drowning or shark attack uh, after jumping overboard. So good job, Black Yeah, Lord. great. Um, yeah, what a nice guy. Um, yeah, right. Anyway, while off the Pepper Coast, uh, two, the two royal navies... The, the Weymouth and the Swallow are on their way back, although they're a little late. But, you know, two months is close in naval time in the early 1700s. Um, so they're on patrol now. They're on the lookout for Roberts. Um, and they're on... These guns are huge. There's about 50 guns on these ships. And they're all under the Captain Chandelier Ogle, uh, an accounted Black Bart. When Ogle sailed around the Cape, he sighted four vessels, three of them pirates, and one merchant ship, the Neptune, which uh, belonged to a Captain Hill, which was illegally trading with the brigands. I think I see how Bart captured that boat and said, oh, thanks for bringing me this stuff. Uh, how about your boat? I think I'll take yeah. the boat, too. <laughs> um, so Ogle spotted a sandbar because his ships are being repaired. They're kind of careened off the coast, being repaired and cleaned and stuff. Um uh, but Ogle had the wherewithal to sort of fly, not the Portuguese flag, but just a merchant flag and just kind of slew by them. But they saw him and they said, oh, that's a merchant ship. Skyrie, get on the Ranger and go get that merchant ship. So Ogle had the foresight uh, to let the pirates chase him for several hours. They think they're just changing, chasing uh, a ship with a whole lot of cargo. But by the time they realize that they're well out of earshot from Roberts and his fleet, and they turn the flag, raise the Portuguese, the the flag, the British flag, and then let loose and destroy the rover and sail back towards Roberts, which Roberts does not see coming. Hmm. The old, uh, old after that they yeah. So this is now according to legend. At this time, Black Bart Roberts was eating a breakfast of salmagundi. Now, what salmagundi is, is basically anything that's food and put in a bowl. It's <laughs> cold, cold fish, cold fruits, cold bread, cold. It's just a bowl of slop, basically. Uh, but I do like that that's part of the legend. Yeah. Um, He's he's uh dining with the Captain Hill of the ship he just captured uh on his book boat the Royal Fortune. He's basically uh, dining the way I do at Golden Corral basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't even heat it up. Just put it in a bowl. You know, you don't even have to bother with that. I brought my um, own bowl. Let's just That's right. That's right. Yours aren't big enough. No, nah, no spoon necessary. I'll drink that. I'll just <laughs> sop it up that way. Um a few moments later they encountered an incoming vessel. But they thought it was Skyrimi and the Ranger coming back. Mm. Uh, but it was when they realized it was the Swallow, because one of the men who was on board 
had deserted the swallow and was now part of Roberts's crew uh, said, no, that's the swallow and it's coming for us. So Roberts was like, ah, done this again. I'll do it again. So without fear, Roberts boarded the royal fortune as he did all before his battles, dressed in his finest clothing, a red damask waistcoat, and a red feather in his hat, and began organizing his escape. He's not looking to fight. He's just looking to slip away. See, most of the time, Roberts has just been lucky that they haven't caught him. He has just managed to slip away. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the crew was unfortunately very drunk uh, and did not fight very well at all they were not ready the guns were not ready everything was a mess so roberts had a plan his plan was for him to sail directly at the swallow in order to pass her and then escape thinking we're going to engage with battle and then by the time they realize it i'm on the coast and i'm out of here uh but unfortunately the plan had one default and that was a drunken crew because they did not sail to the right. They sailed to the left, hitting right (laughs) at the guns. Um, And Robert set out for his escape and did not make it. So the actions ended very badly when the Royal fortune was off the swallows beam. She released a massive broadside, which racked the ship. Um, basically the pirates opened fire, but it was kind of too late. They didn't have the broad side of it. Uh, so Swallow pretty much wrecked the deck where Blackbart was commanding. Uh, most of the pirates got clear and leaving the Swallow behind, but the action was also taking place during a tropical storm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so nothing was going well, but Roberts had just hit the eye of the storm and everything was calm for about a half an hour. This gave the unaffected swallow time to catch up. And when they were in range, they swallowed the swivels. Now the swivels carried what's called grape shot. And those of you who played Assassin's Creed black flag, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Fired. It's basically like a short range shot. Mm -hmm. Basically they shoot it at the Royal fortune and kills three men, and one of them being Bart Roberts. Uh, a piece of shot no bigger than a penny hit him in the throat, and he severed his spinal cornum, and he died instantly. Uh, he settled down on a, this is according to legend, but he settled down onto a gun, and to initial observers, he was taken arrest, but then a smoke had cleared, and Brack Bart was dead, and Captain Ogle later allowed his crew to bury him at sea, uh, which they did in all of his finery, uh, including the diamond-studded six-inch cross that he wore uh, that he stole from the King of Portugal, and his body was never found. Mm. Uh, the pirates were determined to avenge their captain, uh, but their slowed-down vessel was racked, and basically, according to some accounts, there was about three hours of fighting. Uh, but anyway, they, they quickly lost. Uh, but it is pretty amazing considering how violent it could have been. Only three people died in that whole battle. It's called the Battle of Cortez, uh, Cortez Bay, I think. Um, anyway, there was about a total of 272 pirates serving under Roberts that had been captured during the battle. Of these, uh, 65 were former African slaves that Roberts had emancipated. Uh, and uh, good news, they were sold back into slavery. Phew, thank God. Oh, uh, just as long as, yeah, hell, right, England, yeah, right. Port- I know it. What I a mean- great, what a, yeah, right. <laughs> great, yeah, that's right. You know, there's the good guys in this story is getting the pirates. Um, Yeah. uh, The remainder were taken back to Cape Coast Castle, uh, and a lot of them died on the voyage back. About 54 of them were condemned to death, uh, were hanged to death, um, and two of them were prieved. And then the rest of them just uh, worked for the Royal African Company, basically, as pirates. But, you know, yeah, sanctioned. Yeah. Uh, Captain Chandelier Ogle was awarded with a knighthood. Uh, the only British naval officer to be honored specifically for his actions against pirates. Uh, he also profited financially because he took all of Robert's loot. Oh, wow. Uh, Almost like he's kind of a pirate himself. Right. Huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then he became an admiral and I'm sure died very rich. Oh, yeah. Um This battle, though, proved to be a turning point in the war against pirates. And this is considered the last 
gasp in the end of the golden age of piracy. Uh, the defeat of Roberts and subsequent eradication of piracy off the coast of Africa represented a turning point in the slave trade and even larger in the history of capitalism. Yeah. Uh. The end. You can also see Black Bart Roberts is also kind of the inspiration for the Dread Pirate Roberts and Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. They left uh, out uh, some of the stuff about burning people alive in in the adaptation, which... Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Good. <laughs> good that all, they did that. I, you know, he could still be alive. Who knows? He just went to go find Princess Buttercup. You know, who knows? <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Russell. Um, thank you. I do like that's... also... Sorry. Um, I do like also that one of the things I read, it said he is considered quote, the most successful pirate in -hmm. terms of numbers of ships captured. And it just, it reads like fucking baseball stats to me where it's just like, he captured this boat and then this boat, he was in Africa and then captured a bunch more boats. That's what he did. He captured boats. (laughs) So fucking nerdy. Anyway, sorry, Zach. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, time to turn it over to Brian for his his version uh, of of the Black Bart story. Yeah, um, and I mean, I will say a lot of what happens subsequently in the Black Bart story totally accurate. Um, but I I want to sort of zero in on an episode that happens very early on as he's well. We'll see. We'll see. Um, because this is when he is uh, a member of the crew of the Princess, the um, the slave ship, the the slave ship. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no good name for a slave ship other than <laughs> please don't do this. This is a bad thing. Um, but yeah, he, and they were captured by pirates at Anumabu, uh, modern day Ghana, and they were all forced to become pirates. And like, you know, Khan and the Joker before him, this was all part of Robert's plan. Um, See, while Roberts was working on a slave ship, he was really an undercover cop. So he fit in perfectly. Um, (laughs) Fuck. Um, Pirates had been a thorn in the side of the local ocean uh, with their pillaging, robbing. Uh, speeding so the chief uh dispatched dispatched roberts to infiltrate the pirate crew that was robbing english colonies and uh bring them down uh just the crew that was robbing english colonies the crews that were robbing french and portuguese like you know leave them alone at it help them if you can (laughs) i've had it right (laughs) it's such a wild time it's so much it's so much like today when like the U.S. has, like, contractors working in, like, Iraq and Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but other countries have mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, so. right, yeah. They used to call them privateers and buccaneers. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the police, um, <laughs> they had an in with the slave traders, so he was <laughs> a- able to embed with them. Um, just So he was just waiting and biding his time to get captured by pirates, um, which does sort of describe most of my working life. Um, He's just setting himself up as the bait. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not true. Listeners to the Great O'Malley episode will know I hate boats. Um, Mm. So fuck a boat. Uh, if you Dude, take... if you hate boats now, can you imagine boats back then? Like, oh it, it, way worse, <laughs> so right? So bad. Like, way worse. There's, you, you know, any boat I've been on now has a chair with a cushion and something. <laughs> There's nothing like that on this stuff. You're lucky to get, like, you know, a, a, a square foot of anything. <laughs> the worst boat I, the worst boat I've been on was one of the, um, one of those duck boats when we were touring okay. Boston. Uh, listeners, if you don't know, a duck boat is a boat that's also a bus, and you just sort of drive into the water, and it feels like every time you enter the water, you should be dying, um, and it's great. Um, mankind was not meant to sail. So, after being captured, um, he was not as 
worried as the rest of his mates. Um, but he he wasn't yet like he wasn't horny for the pirate life yet. Um, but he that did. Tracks. Yeah. I mean, it takes time. You got to warm up to mm-hmm. it. I think that's right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, some people. I mean, it's like child prodigies. Like sometimes you just find <laughs> what you're good at right away. Right. But you know, I've had to. Anyway, he eventually became a um, a favorite of the pirate captain Howell Davies Davis um, because he could speak Welsh, like you were saying. So they had their little secret Welsh club where they had far too many consonants. Um, <laughs> and they got so close that Davies revealed to Roberts his true Welsh name, uh, which was Dominic Toretto. And so... <laughs> uh, it does sound Welsh. Yeah, it, it's very traditional. Uh, if you see it spelled out, it definitely... It sounds... It looks more Welsh when you see it, because there's Y's and W's. Um things like that and uh you know toretto was leading his fleet to the annual boat racing event in the big beautiful ocean um and so toretto's davies rival crew was led by a different pirate captain who was known for his sly tongue his his incredible charisma and his feet of fleet of uh luxurious like almost yachts uh and that that pirate captain's name was uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and so, like, they're heading to this race. They're on boat time, though, in the 1700s, so it takes them fucking sure. forever. Sure. Um, so in that time, Robert starts getting closer with Toretto's crew, especially his sister Mia. Um, and as much as he's enjoying, like, these new bonds, he still has the cop half of his brain. And but there's a doubt growing in there. Like he's not sure these are the right pirates, the ones who are raiding all the English colonies. Um, and he, that suspicion is sort of fueled when he sets sights on Hubbard. Uh, like he knew in his gut, like that that's the real pirate. Just swashbuckling, he was weaselly, calculating. He was a natural suspect um, in robbing all the wealth. That a England... natural talent of removing people from their money yeah if honestly like if you could transport l ron hubbard to pretty much any historical period he put blackbeard to shame oh no he would he would be almost more dangerous than he would have been in his own time period and i yeah. i say that knowing full well he has killed people yeah right yeah except he'd probably get promoted to admiral in the u.s in the british navy or yeah something. instead of fake admiral of the sea org right, or whatever yeah, right, yeah, right yeah exactly um scientology come at me um please don't yeah, you, sure. you are actually sure. a cult um yeah. <clears throat> so prove me wrong scientology prove me wrong <laughs> <laughs> listen if you want to audit me and take a good look at my thetans I am far. I am far more malleable than I seem. Um, We've already done a two-part episode about L. Ron Hubbard. I'm sure they yeah. uh, they have plenty to go off of already. We don't need to. And another episode on Operation Snow White. So it oh, feels that's like. True, yeah. And an episode on Jack Parsons. That's true. Also, we've got our fingers on a lot of Scientology <laughs> pie. That's all I'm that's saying. That's right. Um. So they finally set up for the first race. And it's uh, Toretto's mate uh, on another ship, uh, Vinny, uh, racing. Because these, I mean, they're boat names, so they're fun. So it's racing a ship, uh, the, what's it say here? The Fortune. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> um, against Hubbard's. Fuck, what is, what is the thing L. Ron Hubbard would name a boat? Oh, God. I mean, what the was the Sea Squirter. Nope, that's not it. I, I almost say it was like a dog's name or something. I don't know. Well, that yeah, was Rover, that's true. actually. Anyway, Wait, what, um, was his, what was one of his pen names? Like Winston? It was Remington Winchester or something. Remington Winchester mm. Steel. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it'd be, it'd be something fucking like that. Um, it would just be something lame like Gunboat. <laughs> um, so, his original three ships were the Diana, the Athena, and the Apollo, which are... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's whatever. Right. Whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, he's Zeus, you see. 
<laughs> um, so they have the first race, and Hubbard ship won fair and square. Uh, but Vinny <laughs> began sailing off without paying. Uh, and this led to a confrontation with Hubbard. And Robert's like, it got to the point where Robert's had to, like, step in and, like, cool it down. Um, and so, like, you know, everyone sort of goes off to their corners a little bit. Uh, and then night falls. They're getting ready for the second day of racing. Uh, and under the cover of night, Robert sees Toretto and the rest of his crew take off in another ship heading to uh, an English colony and realizes that they were the pirates all along. So he hijacks the Royal Fortune 5 um, or whatever and pursues them. Uh, along the way, he ends up revealing his identity to Maya uh, just because she's like, hey, you're stealing a boat. Uh, so he sees Hubbard. He sees uh, Date. He sees Toretto's ship on the horizon. Uh, but from the other direction, he sees another ship closing in more quickly. Uh, a Hubbard mega yacht. Uh, called the the maverick but stuff <laughs> yeah the maverick yeah there you um, go. that's for you tom <laughs> <laughs> the uh hairspray what else is john travolta in uh devil's haircut the grease there lightning go. there you yeah. go it's the grease lightning <laughs> the grease lightning fuck <laughs> god damn it yes that's it um so Roberts, he drives the ship on as fast as he can, but it's too late. Uh, he only arrives after Toretto has been shot with one of them old-timey guns. Um, he <laughs> one sh shot only. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of Die Hard with the... <laughs> I shot a kid. Uh, <laughs> my favorite... One of my favorite things. Um, not the thing that actually... The, just the line reading. Um so Roberts shoots at the fleeing Hubbard, uh, never finds out if he hit his target. So he's torn between calling for help or uh, preserving his cover, but eventually Roberts gives in and pulls out his Motorola Razor to call for an ambulance and uh, <laughs> revealing his identity as a cop to Toretto. Um, again, these are boats in the 1700s, so it takes four months for the ambulance to get there and Toretto dies like three months and 29 days before it's, it's not even close. Um, almost as long as it takes you to send a text on a Motorola razor. Yes, too. exactly. Almost as long. <laughs> oh man. But that what that was a good phone. Um, it's a sleek phone. That thing was durable too. <laughs> um, by the time the authorities get there, uh, Roberts had already taken over the pirate fleet, uh, having realized the importance of family and later they would go to space. Um, side note, uh, I did not realize this until I was just reading the synopsis, but apparently the big, in Fast and the Furious, uh, the big desert race event is called Race Wars, which is mm. not, I, I don't know if that's intentional or not. I, I feel like that's like first draft shit they're yeah, just like does very... it work yeah it's fine we'll do we get what racing it's fight what do we need yeah. um but that is the alternate history of bartholomew roberts um <laughs> thank you brian for the uh for the alternate history of uh, old black bart um I guess briefly before final judgments, uh, we should uh, do a round of plugs. Um, oh, right. Uh, I'm on another show. Yeah. Russell, do you want to plug <laughs> yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I wonder what I shall plug. Okay, I got it. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, I am one of three co-hosts uh, of the Movie Trap podcast. Uh, podcast slash youtube show uh along with uh my good friend zach powers here who you all know and love and well and along with uh chris borf who's been a guest on this show as well mm -hmm. um i think our next coming up episode that's going to air next will be uh i think if this is coming out at the date i'm thinking of it should be pontypool um nice. which is a, a a very big favorite of of our other co-host chris borf he can't shut up about it so yeah, tune in for is. that um, it's it horny for Pontypool. What? Oh, it, 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 you, 
it that's like his membership card. You know, if you say the words Pontypool in front of him, he gives you a membership card and say you're in. Um, that's how you get into his so, speakeasy. That's right. Yeah, right. That's the secret password all the time. You just have to say it over and over and over and over and over again. Those who right. have seen the movie. Dear you know, God, though, you do not want to be uh, trapped in the Pontypool speakeasy. No, 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 no. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yes. Speakeasy uh, very literally. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, this is for everyone who's seen Pontypool. That's right, yeah. And if you haven't, check it out. And then once you're done, check out the the Movie Trap episode where uh, Zach, uh, Chris Borf, and I uh, talk about it and listen to uh, Borf effusely praise it for about an hour. Um, and we have an interview with the author of the original book also available. This is also true. Not for uh, that's That was pretty cool. So, oh, um, yeah, we'll find us everywhere. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's you know it's more like a game show we we pick a theme and then each of us picks a movie based on that theme uh and then once we've watched all three movies we then vote uh on and then whichever movie wins the host which wins the vote that host gets to pick the next theme you think i'd be better at it because i do it a lot but i'm not um anyway so yeah find us everywhere you know your youtubes your spotify's your whatever brian did you have anything um, I'll just mention, um, listeners, there's a, an organization in Denver, uh, called Mutual Aid Monday that, um, as the name implies, gives out mutual aid supplies every Monday, including, uh, blankets, heaters, food, uh, harm reduction supplies, clothes. Um, you can find them by searching Mutual Aid Monday on Instagram. And, uh, if you can... Hey, if you're if you're in the area, you can always come volunteer, uh, or you can always accept donations. Um, where they're uh, organizing a a uh, tent drive right now, and they actually recently had a very cool thing, uh, which was a um, Denver's having a clusterfuck of a mayoral race right now. There's like 17 candidates. Um, and so they hosted a mayoral forum where all the questions were asked by unhoused people. Um, and it was very, very good. I mean, you got a lot of the results you would expect. Um, <laughs> where, like, fumbling over notes, I'm guessing. <laughs> a lot of people trying to be like, well, we, we, we don't like that we're going to keep trying to arrest you and destroy your only shelter but um so they they're doing really anyway mutual aid monday they're doing really good work um if you're in denver consider volunteering and if not uh maybe consider throwing them a little bit of cash every now and then to help buy food and supplies uh yeah if you uh, want to spend your time and money on something much more frivolous you can always leave a review of us on itunes and or jump on our patreon uh yep. Those are available. Yeah, uh, listeners, writing a review, like. you, you can just you you have your phone on the toilet. I'm willing to bet, uh, and you can just take the time while you're cranking out a poop um, and leave a five star review. And you know, you don't have to tell us you're pooping. You can um, if you want, though. You it's can. up to you. Yeah, you know, no I mean, judgment. Yeah, I mean, I would do the same thing. Um, but this way, if you're in the middle uh, of your you. wordle while you're taking a sh- while you're taking a poop, and you need words, to write a review. You never know; the word might come to you. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you know, sometimes you need just like creative space while you're <laughs> while you're just letting them rip. <laughs> <laughs> but do think of your coworkers. Come on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that brings us to the final judgment section of the show. Um, Brian pulled a classic revisionist tris, uh, trick where he changed mo- mostly didn't change the original story. He only changed a teeny sliver of it. That's a that's a classic uh, revisionist uh, uh, switcheroo. Um, uh, so what he did with it was uh, well, he he selected a Fast and Furious reference, and obviously the Fast and Furious franchise very big right now, very big right now. Uh, people. <laughs> Uh, love that franchise so much. It's had a, it's gotten wild and off the rails. Um, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of it, so there's a downside of it. 
Um, but I can't deny how fun it is. So there's an upside. But uh, he chose Paul Walker, the... a person with, turns out, many downsides. Yeah. Um, he also chose the first movie, which is one of the worst ones. It's before the series was crazy fun. Well before, which started around Fast Five. Yep. Um, that's a downside. Um, no Hobbs and Shaw in mine. But it's also the movie I went to my first little little kid date on when I was a youngster. What? So that's an upside. Uh, and fond memories. And it has potential for a lot of wild sequels. Uh, so what the hell? Let's let's vote for the alternate. Uh, just for the sequel potential. What are they? You know, two royal, two fortune, whatever you're gonna fucking call it. Uh, it's true. Barbados I mean, drift or whatever. Martin the real story is kind of grim, right? And, yeah. And the British Empire won. Yeah. You know, like that's at the end, and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah, and in Brian's story, L. Ron Hubbard won instead. Right. I mean, that's you know. Look, I mean, you he has. If you compare body counts, L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> is like. Uh, technically, because the rest of the story played out as have as it uh, as is in the real world, the British Empire still kind of won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But look but at hey, him now on top hey, of the world. I'm Fuck just you, saying, England. Black Bard shows up in an Assassin's Creed video game. So <laughs> take that, Elrond. Well, if you've learned one thing today, oh my god! If Elrond Hubbard is... showed up in an Assassin's Creed video game. <laughs> That would be wild. That would I mean, be so fun. They're all basically sort of conspiracy theories. So I'm exactly. Oh, it's built for it. Yeah, I'm telling you, somebody needs to do that if they're not worried about like endless lawsuits and harassment. Um, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, sorry, Zach. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I think that just about covers it. I need to eat dinner. Oh soon. fuck. Oh god. <laughs> so um. Yeah. Uh, if it's all right with everybody, I think uh, it's it's time to say a fond farewell. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. I did not realize. Um, yeah. For everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. March 4th, 1493, Christopher Columbus arrives back in Lisbon aboard his ship Nina after his voyage to what are now the Bahamas. Europe goes wild after discovering the newest racial genocide just dropped. March 4th, 1681, Charles II grants a land charter to William Penn for the area that will later become Pennsylvania after rejecting the first name that honored its place as the 15th American colony, the Penn 15 Club. March 4th, 1837, the city of Chicago is incorporated. By March 7th, it has had three separate mayors sent to prison. (laughs) Oh, by the way, congratulations on Lori Lightfoot not being reelected. Hopefully Paul Vallis doesn't replace her because he's worse. Yeah, that'd be worse, actually. Um, March 4th, 1865, the fur... March 4th, 1865, the third and final flag of the Confederate States of America is adopted by the Confederate Congress, which seems like a good use of time when your country is two months away from not existing. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, March 4th, 1966, in an interview with the London Evening Standard, John Lennon says that the Beatles are now more popular than Jesus. That night, Jesus contacts Mark David Chapman. <laughs> oh, man, there's a beggar. Is it that Dark. one? <laughs> oh, man. Mark David Chapman, unproblematic, I think, at this point. With what we know about John Lennon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not unproblematic. I don't know. I don't I know. He's, uh, you know little, it, I'm always suspicious of anyone who's that into Catcher in the Rye. You know? <laughs> and also, I don't I don't think he knew that stuff about John Lennon. <laughs> right. That's yeah, true. Right. That's fair, actually. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, Mark David Chapman, if you're still alive, the jury's still out. <laughs> yeah, there's still time, uh, buddy. Still time. <laughs> oh, man.